Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts, Lucy Halden. And Benjamin Halden. Today we are joined by Jake Williamson. And what we talk about today will benefit so many of you, especially if you are interested in competing in High Rocks as we have the world record holder with us. Indeed. And I know a lot of you guys are listening to the podcast whilst you're training or whilst you're running. So there's going to be a lot of helpful tips in here if you're looking to do your first High Rocks, whether you're looking to do your next High Rocks or whether you've got some kind of race run that is coming up. There's going to be so many little nuggets of information that you can take away and apply to your training. We also dive into Jake's history in terms of coming out as a gay footballer and basically being cancelled by his whole team and receiving horrendous homophobia. This is going to be the last episode before (laughs) Christmas and New Year. Sad. So we want to firstly thank all our listeners and viewers who have tuned in for this year and supported us and continue to do so and wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We are so excited to enter 2024 with you guys. Enjoy the episode. I, we, can, we can absolutely start with slurpers, though. We can. What's, a, what's the Chinese soup that they? It's really pho. popular. Is it pho? Yeah, pho. I think that's Japanese. Oh Is yeah, pho. pho. We're gonna have some cultural Japanese. appropriation going All on. All of them. <laughs> yeah, but no. When people slurp or. Ben does it with the way Ben drinks Monster. He okay. gulps, but he gulps like six no, I don't. times. I, I, I drink like a normal person. <laughs> Lucy has this. I self talk. Yeah, Lucy has this wit. That's that's not horrendous. <laughs> if that was me, that would have been I the end of the world. Way. I would never slap. Yes, yeah, see, Jake no, would never. But slurp. the other thing you're not allowed to do is, yeah, you're not allowed yeah, to do that. That, but so I'm I'm self taught that I don't do that anymore because <laughs> I can't listen to myself. So as long as you don't drink, breathe. Or exist, you're no. okay, yeah. 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 You're absolutely fine. But, Jake, welcome to the Not So Fit Couple podcast. Thanks for having me. We're very excited to have you. And I'm actually going to dive in with quite um, an intense way to start this podcast, because we know you really well, but our audience might not know everything about you and where you've come from and everything like that. So there is a headline that I read and that I found. Oh, God. Gay footballer was cut off by team because of who he is, so he decided to do something about it. Yeah, pretty accurate. To be fair, where was that? Just it was like, in it was in an article. It? Yeah, it was on. Well, it was online on one of the articles, and the, I mean, there was the few that I just picked one of them. Yeah. So I did a podcast with BBC when I kind of started coming out because there's not a lot of people in football who come out and want to talk about it. So I used to play, played first team at Coventry Uni um, for three years and then went to Poland for a little bit, tried to play out there. 
that was tough because I only had I had to wait like a whole month before I could then sign for a team. Why and was by that? the time because they they're only allowed three non national okay. players and they uh... already had three at the time. So I then came back, then I went up to Scotland and had a four week trial up there. Um didn't make it, came back, was then gonna move to Chicago and hopefully try and play for a few teams out there just to kind of keep chasing the dream a bit. Um, COVID happened and then I kind of, it kind of made me realise that I probably wasn't going to be a pro footballer, which was a bit sad, but uh, we have to come <laughs> come down to earth at some point. Um, but then still carried on playing Sunday football. So I met my partner, Paul, and then after about a year, moved up to Birmingham, joined a team on the Sunday like circuit up there. And then after about a year of like, being out and quite comfortable with friends and family, I was like, I'm not going to do a massive post about it, but I'll just kind of post because when you come out, it's quite difficult because you don't really know who knows and who doesn't. Mm. And because you're still not quite hundred percent comfortable with your own self and you're still a bit in like denial and shame and like, I'm gay, but um, it was kind of just easier so that if I post it, it's like everyone knows mm. I don't need to go and tell any, anyone and mm. be surprised. Did that. And then, had a conversation with one of the guys at the BBC and he was like, there's not many footballers that come out. Do you want to come on the podcast? Went on the podcast and then the team I was playing for completely like cut me off from the group chat. I was without being big headed. I was like the quite comfortably the best player on the team. Um, had played like four games for them. Uh, I think I captained one of them and then, yeah. And then I, and then I met a girl bumped into her later on and she was like, I spoke to her about it and she was like, oh yeah, I'm really sorry it happened. Because even at the time I was like, is it because of that? Like, yeah. do they just hold it there? But like, it kind of had so to So when be. you say cut off, they kicked you out of the group or it was just yeah. sort of the social group. isolation? So the, the team sheet went up on the for the weekend and I was like, because I told the guy I was available because he always asks, it's like, who's available on the weekend? And I just wasn't in the team sheet and then, and then, yeah, oh bumped, in, bumped into the girl. She kind of did like a bit of admin stuff, like, bought the oranges and maybe yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> How you yeah. Uh, and she was like oh yeah the manager put in the group the like team management group chat oh have you guys heard about Jake <gasps> and at that point I was like oh that like it genuinely was for that reason yeah. so it was I mean even looking back now it's like Jesus Christ mm. like did that actually happen it didn't impact me too much I kind of was like all right I'm gonna step away from football for a little bit and I was marathon training and stuff at the time anyway so it kind of didn't impact me too much, but it's one of those where I was like, I'm quite confident and comfortable in my own skin. It took a while to come to terms with the fact that I was gay, but I can just imagine how difficult it could be for someone else as well if that happened to them. Mm. So I then was like, effectively, fuck mm. this. Like, I'm going to be a bit more vocal and kind of help people who are struggling with coming out and being in sport as a whole, because as we know, there's not many people that are. And not it's, many people in football, especially. I mean, well, there's there's one in the championship, Jake Daniels, who's just I think he just signed a pro contract, but he was 18. He was in <coughs> academy football, so I think it will eventually get there. But it's like at the moment, there's nothing. I think the only thing I can remember from going to the football for many years is 
being Everton fan with James McFadden. I don't even think he came out. I think it was just more so rumours and there's rumours about him and Will Young and a few other things. Yeah, but then even then it's like you, the amount of abuse and stuff because even 10 years ago, like it was kind of accepted that you could <laughs> be yeah. homophobic in a way. Like it was a, it was yeah. pretty much illegal to get married. Um, I think it was 2012, I should probably know this, but I think it was probably 2012. So even when we were at school, like it was illegal to be gay or to get married as a gay couple. So like, you're kind of just told that it's a bad thing and it's like the amount mm. of shame and denial that you put on yourself when you're like, I want to be a pro footballer or I want to be a pro athlete. Mm. How how can I possibly be both at the same time? So that was... Well, that that's must make it difficult for people and probably a big part of the reason why people don't come out because if it is your career and sole income, mm, you're then, je- so, yeah. then jeopardising that as yeah. well, which obviously yeah, shouldn't be the case. But. Yeah, there's a, there's so much to it. Like it's we could talk about this for like hours, but just like even like pro football environments, like you're meant to be this like masculine, you're meant to be the best. And then you're told that being gay is emasculating and might jeopardize your football career or athletic mm-hmm. career. Why would you, why would you mm-hmm. choose? Why would you choose that? Because it's not like you're, it's not like a race. It's not obvious. You, you can quite mm-hmm. comfortably hide it and quite not comfortably, yeah. but quite easily hide it. Like I don't need to tell anyone I can just carry on as a straight person. Whereas like, if you are black, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. can't, you can't hide that. Obviously there's a, there's a level of like, racism and stuff which which still happens but i think it's it's become better but because of that obvious factor whereas mm-hmm. when you're gay you can hide the fact like why would you choose to jeopardize your career and not like being gay is a choice but coming out is a choice essentially did um, you option. did you delay coming out because of this exact reason in terms of football like would you have come out uh, how old if i was you? still playing football i don't think i'd come out right now Really? If, I, if I if I made it pro or if I made it, I don't think I would have come out. This is probably just because I don't think I would have met Paul, mm. and Paul was the role model and person that was like because he worked in pro sport, mm. and I was like, oh shit, I can be like that. So that yeah, that was a big turning point meeting Paul, um, and just being accepting myself and being gay essentially. Yeah. Whereas if I still played, a, yeah, that, I think yeah, I'm, I'm probably quite naive to it because I was I think I just thought it was a. Uh, it wasn't that much of a taboo mm. topic anymore. But I played football for 20 years, probably from like the age of like five to 21, mm. 22. And I didn't meet a single, I haven't met a single openly gay player, coach, referee. And I've played from every single level from grassroots up to professional. Which is nuts. That yeah. blows like, not my met, mind. I've like, I've, like, obviously I have, but I've not mm. met anyone that's openly. So that's just, it's just a summary in itself for how yeah. difficult it still is. Well, it's more so obviously you, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but with what your team did and then basically they're cancelling you out because you're gay, that is homophobic as fuck. Yeah. It was tough because there was never, no one ever said like you F or you gay yeah. or yeah. you, like it was just like, Exile. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was just out. Cancelled. <laughs> yeah. So it was hard for me to be like, was it home? Like, was it about? Obviously, it was. Mm. But I couldn't really, just like, couldn't really be like and go to the FA or go to anyone. And it was only Sunday football anyway. So it's like, pretty sure the team folded the year after anyway. But still, because yeah, it's. I obviously kind of knew your background anyway, but listening to it from you, it makes me feel really sad for you at that time. And I Mm. can imagine, as you said, there must be so many people in sport because the sport industry, if this was maybe like the beauty industry or hair, I think that's 
I don't know. I'm obviously it's can't weird. There's a lot of it. different industries, like women's football, for example. It's all. It's almost like expected of you to be gay, or yeah, men. If a man is in makeup or hair, you probably expect them to be a gay man. Yeah. And it's really, it's really, I had this conversation the other day and it's like, even in women's football, like there's some players that are together. In women's cricket, there's two players that just got married. Imagine someone, <laughs> it's so funny. Imagine someone in men's football and two players from like Manchester United yeah. got together and got, you just can't picture it. Like no, I can't, can't even visualise it as a gay man. And it's like, we're so far from like having that in our in our mindset that that's also, it's kind of quite a nice yeah. summary of <laughs> where we yeah, are well, in terms where of, we're yeah. At. Yeah. yeah, we were having a conversation before just about the disparity between probably the generation that's even after us and then the generations of like your grandparents and stuff mm-hmm. and how they've only known it to be either illegal or frowned or upon. Or like a disease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how it's really then difficult to change the thinking behind that versus the generation that's even before us. And that's mm. all they've known is it to, to be accepted. So yeah. there's a big kind of gap between the thinking and the the logic behind it, but even it happens in gyms and stuff as well. You hear, I remember we used to go to, I, I won't mention the name of the gym, but I used to go to a gym and there was guys in there who would speak about it sometimes about, oh, there's, there's someone gay who's in the changing mm. rooms. And it's just the, the way, I just find it strange that the way they think that they, just because there would be a gay man in there, they think. Couldn't go in. They, yeah, or, or they, that, that person would be attracted to these yeah. two fat old men. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just because someone's gay, you'd be attracted to everyone as well. I'm not going to be attracted to you. And that's the weird thing that it's sometimes to conceptualise is, is that thinking behind yeah, everyone's going to be attracted yeah, to you. It's, it's, it's definitely like a shifted mindset, I think. And it's like if you have those learned behaviours and you're taught that from a young mm-hmm. age, you're naturally going to kind of believe them until you go into the real world and it's like social media is also another one of those things where it's like it kind of is the real world but at the same time it's so far removed like it's so far away from the actual truth that it's like you could be anyone yeah and i think like i think truth and transparency always comes through and like authenticity always like does shine but like there's so many there's so many times where you meet someone and they're just like you're like are you are you like the same person as you like you yeah, portrayed yeah. to be? And it's like it's crazy, but that's like the same thing in terms of yeah, as you said. We spoke about a couple of negative points to do with it, and obviously some of the things that you've been through. What are some of the positives that have happened? Because I'm sure there'll be people listening who may know someone or even be thinking about themselves. Mm. What positives have you? I suppose being on the other end of since I since think coming out. The biggest thing is is the number. So as I said, I've played football for 20 years and didn't meet a single person that was openly gay or openly out. And the amount of messages and people that do confide in me, mm. like, it's obscene. Like, And it's like, oh, I, I can't come out. Like, I physically can't come out. Or how do you, like, how do you come out? And it's like, and, and I kind of try and take them through the steps. You can't really be like, you just, you know, just do it. It's easy. Like, yeah. It's <laughs> uh, once you come out, not. once you come out, in the generation we are in now, it has been relatively, apart from that one football incident, it has been relatively easy for me. Mm. It's almost been like a celebration. It's been like, because I'm pretty good at sport and some people say I get pretty privileged as well. Like it's not been, it's not been as difficult for me to come out, but there's also, there's, there's other ends of it in terms of when you do come out in terms of if you are more flamboyant, you're probably more likely to receive homophobic abuse. Mm -hmm. Whereas for me, if I walk down the high street, I'm not going to get anyone hopefully not going to get anyone come up to me and like, oh, you, and you puffed yeah. her or whatever mm-hmm. people do say. Um, 
but it still happens. There's still attacks and everything going on. But that I think that probably is the biggest thing for me. And and knowing that I've genuinely helped those people as well. And like by and not even just by I try to reply to all the messages that are genuine. <laughs> but yeah, not even j- just those people, like people that just see it and I can be vocal about it and I can celebrate it and I can go to High Rocks and I can win events mm. and I can be like and that's why I was disappointed when High Rocks didn't share Absolutely. it. Because it's like that visibility as we just said, is so key. Like I didn't have anyone, I couldn't see anyone that was like me winning, competing, playing sport, playing football, being good at sport and be like, yeah, I'm gay, I'm what? Yeah. I'm proud of it. So that's... Just going to pause the podcast because you can officially now buy a share of my coach and I hope that got your attention. Which is crazy. This is the very first time that we are opening up for investment and crowdfunding for our business, our baby. And you can do so by the link that is going to be in the description. The reason that we've chose this specific type of investment is because of you guys. You guys mean more to us than we know. The My Coach community and what we have built is because of you. My Coach is the personal trainer in your pocket. It's the app that you didn't know you needed until you had it and you have the opportunity to have a percentage of that and essentially my coach's future yeah we want to really scale and develop what we're doing next year and give you guys as listeners or members the best experience possible and our goal is to make sure that the my coach app becomes the number one fitness accessory to your gym membership you can invest as little as 10 pounds now this is incredible all you need to do is hit the link below register your interest on the priority access and everything is there for you side note we just want to all also let you know that any investment is never risk-free so please don't invest unless you're prepared to lose the money that you invest in this is just a side that we have to let you know about back to this week's episode yeah, the there's episode. a rugby player a couple of years ago came out that was a big thing for rugby keegan i can't remember what his name was now it might have been a welsh player Really, really famous. I'm sure oh, Cal yeah. can probably do the old, the old stato. But that was really big for rugby, and that was celebrated a lot. That was that was really good to see because I think it, rugby even more so is the yeah macho, 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 macho yeah, blokes, but then ego, you, you can also like they they they're kind of a bit better with it as well because yeah, they, they are kind of quite, it's a bit more of an upper class sport. Yeah. As well. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's got a, yeah, they're all they're all pal. It feels a bit more pally and camaraderie, doesn't it, rather than. Yeah, no, it's Gareth Thomas. Gareth That's Thomas, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah, that was, really that was a what? He was he was like the first first, yeah. wasn't he? But yeah, yeah, he he. I think he openly talks about having HIV as well now, which is Does quite it? good because it's a massive taboo subject. Why yeah. why is that so taboo? Because it's when we when obviously when I not so much when I grew up, but like our gen, our parents' generation growing up, HIV and AIDS mm-hmm. was like the gay disease. Mm-hmm. Like you are. Like, like Freddie Mercury. Yeah, like if you watch the, like It's a Sin or anything, like I couldn't finish watching it. Like it made me cry. Mm. Like Rich. It's a Sin. I'm saying that. It's um. Is that with the medication one? There's his, one with. There's a really the guy from Years and Years. Yes, Ollie's. I'm Ollie, thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and uh, yeah, it's it's also one of those where it's like if you have it, it's like you're gonna pass it on. You're mm. gonna die you're gonna whereas now it's like i think i'm, I'm not 100 percent sure but i'm pretty certain the hiv rates are higher in um heterosexual couples and gay couples anyway so really i think so yeah it's because of enhanced screening in the gay community i think uh, from what i've i've read about it it's because obviously it's now such a, a an issue that the you know the gay community has switched on for 
Mm. Um, they get screened. And we've got tested. PrEP, which is a, yeah. a drug. Got HIV. Well, you're pre drug. Not sure the name of it. Preemptive. Yeah. So, like, you, I think you just, I think you can just take it as a course. It's like a prescription, which is, which has been huge for the gay community, I think. But one of the things you spoke about, I was just thinking of people who came out in sport. Tom Daly, mm, he yeah. came out, and I don't think that was you as such. Look like Tom Daly. You reckon? Yeah. Was it the speedo? Speedo. Speedo. Because <laughs> um, he obviously did diving. But it's hard because you do see like football rugby is like quite like masculine mm. sport. Another one is like, it's, it's, if you look at diving, the GB team is pretty much predominantly gay men. Are they? Mm. Oh, I only realised that Tom Daly, because yeah. his was, he's um, um, and the one I know about. I'm pretty sure it is anyway. I might be making a Fact check me. But yeah, another one where it's like, it's almost gymnastic-y type mm. movements and fluidity and... It, it's almost like a gay sport. Like we talk about it quite a lot in terms of like gender roles in sport. You have girl sports and boy sports, whereas they're now trying to kind of like blend the two and not make like, as a, I put a post up earlier and I was like, gender's a, gender's a construct. Sex is obviously science, but gender mm. is something that we've made up as a human race. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's just kind of going on the lines of that. It's like, trying to reduce and a lot of people will be like oh it's brainwashing kids and and then obviously like there's a, a whole thing against anti-trans movement at the moment where they're like saying you're brainwashing kids and things like that so it's quite difficult and you kind of have to be quite careful when you talk about the subject but i think it's quite important to talk about because of even not as like a gay or straight thing but gender roles in particular as well and kind of just having People yeah. not feel like they shouldn't do certain sports or certain fitness activities because we know the benefits that fitness has and it's why we're in the world because it's so core and key to everything pretty much. Yeah, the, the equality in sport thing, but from like a, a woman to a guy's perspective, like I want to do loads of young girls in sport because even when I was growing up I mean I did swimming and gymnastics and running and but we didn't I went to an all-girls yeah. school but again you you were probably lucky that your parents pushed you into those Completely. things exactly like where but I didn't it? do yeah. football like I was like oh even yeah. when I was little I was like yeah. football's for boys yeah like rugby and then they started introducing like tag rugby in the all-girls school and it became more inclusive whereas now you get loads of young girls who want to do football and rugby and obviously the lionesses and they're winning and yeah, it's good, isn't it? <laughs> really great, isn't it? Like yeah. it's so good for young girls in sport. So that's like, yeah, the gender thing's like a whole nother in sport. It's still seen as that's a boy's sport and that's like, gymnastics. Mm. Is quite I, think a big still, one. I think it's definitely getting better though. I was yeah, even thinking sure. about this the other day about how often I used to hear the term tomboy. Mm. But now, so much, wasn't it? But, but now I, you don't. I get, was called a tomboy. But, that's what I mean, but now you don't hear about it as much because I think it's just it's becoming more normal just for girls. I think to want as well. To play like, sport. Uh, like it's things like that where like you don't necessarily see it in your own head as a negative. Like it's just in your vocabulary. Mm -hmm. Like at school, it was so easy to just be like, "Oh, that's so gay." Like yeah, not, yeah. not meant as like a physical insult. Train the other day. Oh, it was it was, it was annoying. There was a girl. Um, so we were coming back from London the other day and there was a young girl next to me and she must have been nine. It was my kid that was slapped her. She was like nine or eight <laughs> and her mum was talking to her and this little girl, I had AirPods in but I wasn't listening to anything because yeah. the conversation started to interest me and she was like, oh, like he did this thing and it was so gay. 
And the mum was like, you can't say that. As in the mum just literally, she's really? like, you can't. She was like, why? But like my actual friend, he actually, um, he came out as gay, but he didn't tell me. And the mum's like, he, for one, he doesn't need to tell you. And this little girl was like, he does because he's gay and like he's my gay best friend. And we, <laughs> I, this, but she was like nine. I was yeah, like, but she'd used the, the phrase in two different ways. Yeah. She'd use it as a first and negative then saying about a gay friend. Mm-hmm. But she's just shouting it. She's just quite an annoying little kid in general. But it was, I've never heard like a nine year old kid describe something as oh my it's, god that's so good yeah. i'm thinking but it's yeah at school it used to be so common that it again it wasn't necessarily a negative in your own head it was yeah. just in your vocab and mm. now we've grown up it's in our vocab it's trying to get it out of people's yeah. vocab like i feel like again another one of the benefits like a lot of my friends they now kind of think about those types of things as well because they have me as a friend yeah yeah whereas before like we didn't have any gay mates like yeah. we grew up in quite a small town like whereas now it's like but, <laughs> yeah completely like two of my best friends are gay and you're just you're just a lot more aware yeah. of how people feel normal. in like certain like certain situations and things like that because if we we go out together like if like a guy hits her she's like i'm a lesbian but they think she's joking and it's like no no like she's she's married to a woman yeah. <laughs> like it's not a joke um but yeah the way people perceive things nowadays even from like friends of gay people, it, it still blows my mind. Mm. There's still that other element of things as well, isn't there? Which is, I think we saw a lot of in the World Cup where there's religious beliefs that then conflict. Yeah, and there's those of different countries which have different beliefs and things as well, which does make it quite difficult from a world standpoint yeah. and perspective as well. Like, for example, I know people who won't come out because it will jeopardise their careers mm. because mm. they need to go to those countries to work. Oh, and they were—they're like, well, it's not worth the risk at the moment. Like, I, I want—I'm I, a lot of gay people put their careers first because they come out, yeah, late. Like, it's a big thing, and it's why a lot of gay men are, and women are quite successful because they don't come out till later. Ah, and okay. it's like it's—it's it's a distraction yeah. for me. My sport and being the best I can possibly be at sport, which I think is now why I'm doing quite well mm-hmm. because I've—it's been like such a focal point, and for me, it's like a lifestyle now. Like, I don't wake up and I'm like, oh, I need to go to the gym. And it's like, I'm going to the gym. Mm. Um, One of the yeah. things you said before that I think, just pulling it back, you said how it's seen as a weakness mm. as coming out or being gay is seen as a weakness in sport. But obviously what you do, world record holder, all this winning. <laughs> are, you, are, you the only, are you the only one here who doesn't have a world record? Oh God. How does it have world records? <laughs> it's all at the table. Cal. <laughs> Cal. Cal. What should we get? What we, we need get to do you? a world record. Oh my God. Well, so me and Cal will think about our separate okay. adventure. Cal, yeah, get making notes. That. Also, all, there's four of us in the room. I said you made it seem I said like there's. Table. <laughs> yes, I am the only one at the table who hasn't got a world record. You've got to play your cards at some time. But you do, fair enough. Um, so, sport is seen sorry the gay conversation um coming out as a in sport a is a weakness and you've obviously really proven that wrong anyway from my perspective and yeah. your instagram following perspective how i think there'll be a lot of people who are listening to this who might even want to come out and aren't 100 sure how to do that and sport it absolutely isn't seen as a weakness if you come out but how are you getting that message across to those people like how like 
what do you tell people when they're messaging you? Like, how can you prove to them? Because they're like, oh yeah, but yeah. like Jake's really handsome and he's done really well. Pretty, and these people, pretty, <laughs> pretty privileged. But these kids are also in sport thinking, I want to do that, but yeah. I'm just, I'm, yeah, I don't I think, know. I think that's it, is it's just being, for me, mm. like it's just being successful. And that is a kind of another, it's a reason why for me, like a, again, we always talk about like, what are you wise? Why do you do it? And it is a big factor. It's like, kind of proving everyone else wrong mm. and being that role model so people can look up and be like, I want to be like that guy. I can be like that guy. Like, he's doing what I can do. So it's a role model is one. Um, and then I think what I tell people is, like, just start talking about it and, like, getting comfortable having the conversations because that's the hardest part. Like, when I first came out and told my dad, I literally was on the floor crying and he asked me if I was dying. Really? Like, that's the level of, like, pent-up angst that you're creating for yourself and it's so much like it's it's a lot so i think the biggest thing i could recommend is even if it's to a therapist or someone who's so far removed from your actual life or me i mean i put any message that's like genuine like i need help or i want to talk about something i'll listen i'll reply to voice notes i'll do whatever but i do think having someone where you can just start and it's almost like it's your own therapy like for me when i first started doing stuff on instagram it was my own therapy to, because I was talking about it. I was answering questions, which I didn't even think of questions mm. myself. Like it was, and it just allowed me to be way more comfortable and just sort of understand who I was and like just feel more comfortable. So then when I come at a lot of the questions is like, how do you come out to your parents? And it's like, the more you are comfortable with what you want to say to them, the easier it will then become. So I think the conversation's, the biggest part and it's the hardest part but it's once you start coming to terms with it it's like okay what was it okay for you when you actually did have those conversations yeah, dad was fine mum struggled a little bit to begin with um but i i said to her i was like i understand like it's as we said just spoke earlier generational thing mm -hmm. like i will give you time but if i don't see sort of like progress or working on it because you get told that like you're going to get kicked out of your house or you're going to get removed from your family and sometimes it does happen and it's like really sad but I just I have such a close relationship with my parents that I was like you're either going to love me for the way I am or you're going to lose me like I've got Paul as a security network at, at this point in time I have enough money saved up that ultimately I don't need I don't need yeah, you yeah. as a parent so I need you as friends and mm -hmm. like, like family, family support, yeah, yeah. Um, and that kind of helped. And I had people close to me that would basically be like, stop being an idiot. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, which was good. But yeah, friends, everything else was absolutely sweet. Like it was almost a celebration of strength as opposed to yeah. being weak. Like coming out is the strong part and you should celebrate that. I love that. I was just, I thought it was really important just for you to share maybe a little helping hand for. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard because a lot of the time people, people say like, I try not, I try to be quite realistic on Instagram and be like, yeah. I have downtimes, I have uptime. Like, I'm not just like all the time. So I think it is key to be like, it is flipping difficult, but it's very rewarding. Mm. So, like, the biggest thing, the biggest thing that I used to say was like the fear of losing, the fear of losing sort of like family, friends, relationships, work was way more powerful than like the fear of losing was more powerful than the prospect of gains. And the prospect of gains was coming out and having Paul or, having a relationship with a man or like, but I didn't know what they looked like because mm. I didn't have any role models. So hopefully I can be that sort of like 
prospect of gains for someone, even if it's one person, then they won't necessarily lose too much. Well, that comes back to the negativity bias in general, because as human beings, we're always focused on the biggest negatives and what we're going to lose rather than what we're going to oh, gain. Yeah. So I think it's 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 good to see those visual representations. Mm-hmm. But there's of, even the conversation about, like we spoke about PTs earlier, about <clears throat> trying to build a presence or a social media online. It's like, just do it. Like, just start doing just start. Like, just start. And it's like, you never know where it might take you. You might get people that are going to criticize you. You might get people that are going to say stuff behind closed doors or or whatever about you. But if it's something that you want to do, it's something that you're passionate about, people will follow. Like, people will, there will be people out there with the same mindset and the same goals and the same things that you want to achieve. It's hard to find them, but you will find them at some point if you keep doing what is genuinely you. I think that's like quite a core thing, isn't it? Well, the positive thing now is it's it does have its benefits to be different in a modern world and with social oh, yeah. media. So nobody, the, the, the superpower that you have is nobody can be you mm. and nobody's going to be able to copy or imitate you because there's only one version. So play to, to those strengths. Obviously, one of those things that is a strength that we spoke about before for you, like you're not by the high rocks. Pretty good there. I mean, you're all right. Yeah. I'm getting there. It's, yeah. it's just... taken a while. Like my results prior to the last month haven't been great but i've had a very you've not been in high rocks long you've not yeah yeah that's i think that would shock a lot of people as in you've only done it for one year Yeah, not, when we say when we say Jake's record. pretty good, the high rocks is just yeah that was a joke record, yeah. by the way no but you you have only but just touch but just before high rocks you said when you were kind of leaving football you were also prepping for a marathon yeah so the running element for you, just before we slide into the high rocks genre, you're a really fast runner. Yeah, running's really kind of fast. always been my back. So anytime I played football, I got away with being less skillful and <laughs> better in, in terms of the, the running factor and fitness. So anytime I'd rock up to preseason, everyone would be like, oh my God, like doing the bleak yeah. test or Cooper Field run and just lap everyone like four times. Um, but yeah, I did London Marathon last year, well, no, two years ago now, um, when it before it changed over. Um, And then after that, put full focus into High Rocks. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And what did you do in that London Marathon? Two hours 45. But I think if I did another two marathon block, I think marathon's all about experience. It is for sure. Um, and because I'm he- because I'm heavier, uh, I'm 87 kilos, just put that on. Because <laughs> uh, I'm heavier, it does make it a bit more difficult. But I think if I did like a full marathon block, I reckon I could, uh, I was on track to do two hours 30 and then I just blew up. It, the, the thing Don't is, we all? The thing that's crazy <laughs> with amateur marathon running and high rocks now is that the times are just getting crazier and crazier. Yeah. And um, it's it's interesting to see where 
and how that's going to evolve over the next couple of years as well. I think it's massively like a mental barrier as well, isn't it? Like as soon as it's like Someone the self four minute mile, like Bannister, like mm. if you, as soon as one person does it, everyone's yeah. done it. Like it was like breaking 60 in high rocks was like, is anyone going to do it? Happen and now Hunter just run a 53, mm-hmm. like seven minutes faster. Yeah, that is, is just crazy. For, so go on, sorry, Ben. For anyone who's new coming into high rocks, what would your top three tips be? Build your base. Like you just need that aerobic aerobic and muscular endurance base i think like it's it's quite it's really difficult i'm lucky in a sense that i've always trained like this from when i was like 16 so i'm not coming into it although i'm new to the sport i'm coming into it as someone who's trained with a high workload again going back to sort of like the being in the closet as a gay person i was just like kill myself in the gym (laughs) like anything to sort of distract my mind i guess um but yeah just building those those two almost separately, I guess, and then trying to then combine. So mm-hmm. my biggest thing has been I'm very good at running, quite strong, but obviously not like compared to a lot of a lot of like lifters. So I'd run with the runners and lift with the lifters, and now I'm trying to blend the two. And it's like it's slowly started to come into fruition now with with the results that I got over the last few weeks. Okay, number one, second tip. Um, just people go into the first event more to this for so make sure. They're not making this, the, the stupid mistakes. I would build the workload gradually. Like, it's a lot. Like, for, for me, it doesn't seem that much, but for someone who's never touched gym before or they're quite new to gym mm-hmm. or all they do is, like, hypertrophy work, mm-hmm. the volume's so different. Like, you're repping out. Say you do a men's pro. You do, at the end of everything, you do a nine-kilo wall ball for 100 reps. That's 900 kilos you're squatting and then putting over your head. Mm. I've never looked at it like that. Like, that's nuts. <sighs> Quite impressive, isn't yeah, it? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, sort of woman, like if you do seventy-five at six yeah. kilos, like you're repping a lot of weight down and up, and that's at the end of your event. Mm. Plus, you've got eight point seven k worth of running. Then you've got sled push. I think Red Bull did a video. It was quite good actually. It was where they were they put like what it's worth next. To, like it was like elephants or something on like the sled push or something. That. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just high volume and it's all in all in one race. So I would say just kind of get used to the workload and do it over time so you don't get injured because I I put my back out at the beginning of the year and it meant I couldn't really train for six months. Mm-hmm. I remember that. So I did High Rocks Worlds in Manchester with literally like a heat, you can, yeah, you can see the video. Pads. I've got like a heat pad, like a deep heat, heat pad on my back and I literally was in so much pain, but I was like, I need to just complete it. Um, What's the biggest thing with marathons? Well, I think it's 79% of people who train for a marathon get injured. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it's like, do do your little bits of S&C work as well. Like, don't neglect that. Maybe go and see a physio. Like, the workload is a lot. So go and see a physio once a month if you're doing it, or once every two weeks. Like, don't be afraid to put money into your physical health and well-being, I think, is a key thing. And that's what I've started to do a lot more is see physios and actually get, like, the little things mm-hmm. from build up from the bottom almost and make sure everything's well a lot of people with those sort of things and injuries tend to be more and the same is more reactive rather than proactive with Mm. it so i think if you can early set that base of looking after yourself making sure you're on top of recovery it it does make a difference but it's funny like a lot of people are like don't your knees hurt and i don't think i've such with yeah i don't think i've ever had knee pain no yeah knee. like my running volume is so high maybe in like 10 years time my knees will just Collapse, but like, like a lot like, of the people, like that, people that have point, people, yeah. Yeah, people that have knee pain tend to be those that like are like part time runners mm. or like people that run ten or three five k's a week or whatever, whatever people tend to run. But because my running volume is so high, I think it's just kind of yeah. That's I've not been injured 
Oh no. I can't stand up and injured. Black magic. Um I've that what you just said there, the amount of volume that I now run, mm. I've not really experienced like yeah. running injuries. Like my, pain, I think my joints. But... <laughs> oh yeah, the pain like I'm also get like calf pain or like muscle pain because of doing the other yeah. gym work as well as running like sometimes I feel so heavy or sore, like doing the hybrid approach. But actual joint pain. Hi, <laughs> as fuck. I don't actually, yeah, don't really get. And what you've said there, it's probably people who like dip in and dip out a mm, little bit more. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But they also, so what I, some people will say like, oh, because I get physio like every two weeks or every week because maintenance, keeping on top of it. Yeah. But I, feel, I won't. And it feels good. And it feels yeah, great. I massage. love a sports massage. But I won't be going out every weekend and spending £200 on drinking. Yeah. And I think that's what sometimes people would find hard yeah, to fathom. I, 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 in on the opposite spectrum, I went, I walked into town, I think we went to the theatre and I walked back and I, the amount of people that were out drinking, I was like, I don't think I could think of anything worse. Like I'm <laughs> such a recluse that. when it comes to like going out and drinking and like social gatherings like that where you're like getting pissed. Um, and I was like, I'm so like in the minority here. Mm. Like I didn't, re- I like obviously I knew a little bit, but I was like, how do we get to these people <laughs> that yeah. go out drinking all the time? Um, we like, always have this conversation because Ben's actually sober yeah, I at don't, the moment. I don't drink. Yeah, I mean, I have the I love the occasional glass of red wine. I just mulled wine, Chris. Love yeah. an occasional steak. I don't red see that wine. as drinking though, so I probably no. would have a mulled wine. But I'm an like, a, I'm an occasional drinker. <laughs> yeah. But there is, I still believe, such this strong sig- stigma of. So I train pretty much every day. But then that is seen as so much worse than someone who goes out drinking a couple of times mm. a week. What's and seen as worse, sorry? Training If every I day. train every day. Mm, I don't know. I think it's definitely getting better in culture in terms of... I think the running it, thing, it, like London vibe, like run club oh, yeah, that's, scene has like kicked off. Yeah, like it's it has. switching the social. But I think it's still just like a huge level of people. And it's all. I'm not saying it's bad to go out and have a drink with your mates and have fun. One iota. But I think it's like... I'd like to see more people get involved with. I think I think that's definitely a good thing to notice that it's no one saying it's a bad thing to go out and drink and do whatever because I've been through my years of getting plastered and well oh, yeah, and crawling sure. home. I think it's the other end of the spectrum that we're referring to is where people see it as like pointing finger or negative if you don't want to drink. There's definitely that kind of pressure. Mm. But I think the more people are coming through in health and fitness or the more Hoobmans, Chris Williamson's who are showing the value yeah. of, of being sober. It's like and, one of the, it's like the grass is greener yeah. on, the, on this side. It's when you experience like you it. You feel better. Also, the thing that I've noticed personally is that when I've said like, I'm going sober for this period, it's been way easier because, say, for example, even coming up to Christmas Eve with the boys, they're talking about forfeits and Jaeger bombs and they're saying, like, oh, but then they'll say, oh, but Ben's forfeit will just be to like Run. have a Diet Coke <laughs> or like get brain freeze because we put so much ice in it and they're really understanding because yeah. I'm sober rather than me going out and going, oh, I'm just not drinking tonight. Then there's sometimes more pressure. You go, oh, no, go on, just have... But yeah. because you've already set the... You've set you've the set table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they understand it yeah. and a lot more accepted. And I've, that's why I've found it a lot easier to do that yeah. as well. Yeah, it's probably, it is probably easier for, like, myself. I'll go to... If I do go out for drinks, I'll be like, can I have a soda and mm. blackcurrant? Yeah. <laughs> and people are like, oh, it's, they get it now. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you get a bit of peer pressure and be like, oh, just have one. And I'm like, one, I fucking hate the taste of it. Mm. Two, it's like an eight pounds a pint. No. Three, I'm going to feel like shit even if I have one because I'm terrible. Yeah, <laughs> like, I am. Um, but yeah, the, as you said, like the peer pressure for me because everyone knows that I don't really drink is 
fine. But I guess if you're used to going out with your mates yeah. and getting blasted and you're like meant to be like the fun one or meant to mm. be like you have this expectation of you, it can probably be quite... Yeah. That's why my advice, so it's interesting to drop before you go in, is be, if it's around Christmas or any social time is, and we've said this before about weight loss things, is just say, oh, I'm doing my, either a challenge or my own personal yeah. challenge. Because people usually back off straight away then yeah. because you've said I'm doing this for me or you've got something mm. sort of which is, is carrying you through it. I also meant in terms for when I bought it up was because it's not, I, I love a social drink like that. It wasn't that point. It was more so people who have, like, if, if someone wants to go out every week and drink, all for you. Yeah. Like, you go for it. I'm not, I have nothing to say. We're not but judging. The, we're not judging. Whereas the other way around, yeah, people who drink yeah. all the time would look at us and be like, you're obsessed yeah, with training. I obsessed with yeah. But I would be like, well, me looking after myself six or seven days a week and you drinking three or four, I'm not judging you. My point was, I think that culture of people judge. Yeah, my biggest pet peeve is when people message me. That's and what and I say, meant. I think you should. I think you should rest. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. No, I need to rest, but you don't need to. Tell, I don't need you to. Tell yeah. Me. It's it, yeah. it comes from. I'd never say to someone else stop drinking four days a week. I'm like you. You live your best life, but I'm also living my best life. But I get a lot of like, oh, you're so boring. Oh God, come on. Like, yeah. I still get that now, and I'm. I wouldn't do it to them, so I don't. That was the point I tried to uh, yeah, make. Yeah, I think that sometimes comes from a perspective of either one not understanding or two sometimes a bit of jealousy because. They when want you're, to be like that. Yeah, they, when you're making extreme progress. A lot of people, I think, would like to be sober or have that level of fitness, but some people are sometimes scared. I think that's why people respect it so much, though. Like, mm. a bit, like, think about how big your following is as well. Like, there's so many people that respect that because I guess they probably can't do it for themselves, mm. I guess, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. When I say scared of the success, what I mean is that they're scared of the sacrifice that will have to be made for success. So if you want to stop being a smoker or stop being a drinker, sometimes you're going to have to sacrifice the friends that you've got in mm. order to do that because you can't expect habits to change when the habits that you've got fall into cohesion with yeah, the social group that you lost, have. I definitely lost like friends. I did move to Birmingham, which obviously like creates a, a distance. But like from not drinking, you definitely, I think you definitely do stop not necessarily getting invited to things, but like certain events, it would be like, yeah. oh, Jake probably doesn't want to go to that. And I, and to be honest, I still want the invite. I'm just, I'm going to say no. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I, so. that was, I, cause I started Loose Davis Fit at uni. So I started really quite young when I was 18, 19. And I pretty much drank the first year of uni, like really drank. And then I was like, this is not, do you know what? It's actually not for me. Started Loose Davis Fit. And then people just slowly stopped started like invite me anywhere yeah, yeah. and it's a bit like i'd still <laughs> i'd still like to come back i can still come and just not drink like one of the things that i do now like even we're going out with the girls on saturday i'm driving so no I'm one can be like designated i'm designated there's driver give you free drinks if you're the driver is that i think it's was it is that is it, i just feel like is it brew dog i don't know that's cool oh, we don't have one of those here i don't think i have one it of those is, yeah. is it that's, that's, that's a cool initiative. That's yeah. nice. So like, if you're a driver, you get a free drink. I might, I might even just try that this yeah, weekend. Yeah, I'm the driver. Like, you try that everywhere <laughs> we go anyway. I'm like, I'm the driver. To be fair, I only get like a sparkling water or a tap water. But that is one thing that I I sometimes do. I'm like, oh, I don't I, I don't mind. I'll drive thinking I'll drive. I'll, be, I'll drive. Yeah, I can leave early. I can, well. I can, I've got my car. I can drive. Yeah. I, I, I like, like, to, I like to go to bed. Like, yeah. that's my, I like to sleep. I can have one little small glass of red wine. And that is honestly gorgeous for me. But it is, it's not, we're not saying, by the way, people who are listening that you should not be social drink because I still drink. I know Ben's not. You're probably like an occasional drink a bit more. It's, it's each their own. It's just when it's, this is our experience. 
of like what we've experienced in terms of yeah alcohol and fitness and being fitness gurus and being fitness gurus not fitness obsessed <laughs> but um no it is difficult the you put a post up the other day i think as well about high rocks about how you see some people who are sort of digging themselves into a whole train like smashing the training sessions yeah. really high intensity but then race times don't get better or they're not mm. getting better year on year explain a little bit more about that it's hard because you don't want to like say stuff about pages or posts and things but i think it's like people need to have the education as well like it's like you're not just it's like when i put i think i put on the caption it's like you're not going to get better at 5k if you keep going and doing 20 minute five like 25 minute 5k same with a 90 minute football match you just tr- go yeah. and do a 90 minute football match every so day. it's like your fitness is going to you're going to be fit like you're going to be able to to do that and, and even having that as a base level of fitness is great but it's like if you want to which a lot of people do it's like i want to get better it's like you need to like break down the training way more like there's so much to it. High Rocks is there's obviously it's standardized, like everything is the same, but there's so much more to like fitness. Like you'll see a lot of people post about their like heart rates has been a massive thing in the last few years of I think with like the whoop and Coros and Garmin and and like fitness tech and like having zone one, zone two, zone three. But it but it is kind of kind of a bit like that in terms of like look at running, for example, and I, I tend to break it down into like running specifically. It's like you're not going to go and just do that 20-minute 5K. Like you have to do speed work if you want to get quicker. You mm-hmm. then have to do long runs if you want to build your endurance. Like, And then you have to then combine it together and have a decent mileage for a long period of time. Like you can't just go and run for a week and then do gym work for a week and then run the next week. Like it doesn't quite work like that. So I think having like if you want to get better, wise to get a coach or just to speak to someone and like periodize your own training for like a peak, mm-hmm. for example. Um, and then it's the same with sort of weights like you need to be doing your compound lifts again preventing injury is probably one of the biggest factors for that but um if you go and do hit classes every week yeah you're going to be really good at hit classes but it's not the same mm. like you then have to there's not much running in most hit classes unless you're going to do a barry's but you probably don't want to do a bar- run on the treadmill and then go and mm-hmm. do rdl's no offense barry's but yeah, but that that is the thing with like high rocks as well what i think the reason it is i mean it is so popular now isn't it it's wildly popular and the level of it is getting higher and higher and higher but the thing with high rocks because it is so standard it's not like crossfit is it where it's like yeah it's a fitness race like a competition of loads of like you turn up on the day for crossfit and they're like it could be anything yeah this is your workout and it's like swimming (laughs) bike wall balls snatches or whatever because high rocks is so standardized i mean i think this anyway when i'm training for it you can work on your weaknesses as Mm -hmm. well as working on your strengths but if you're really really good at like rowing ski erg or like the burpees or whatever you can smash 100 wall balls you're not going to put as much time into that whereas like we spoke about before your slap my slap pull is not great your slap pull (laughs) is your (laughs) your slap pull is also not the best but that means you can just put extra time i mean this is same from my perspective you can put extra time into those areas that you're not so good at because you know it's not going to change you know the weight you know yeah. the distance, so you pull heavier and you pull further. Well, they call further. it like the marathon of fitness, isn't it? In, mm. in a sense, like you know you've got times to beat, you've got set stations, you know exactly what it's going to be. You can then go and beat your own time, which is why I think it's probably like the perfect all-round fitness race yeah. and the epitome of like who the fittest. Obviously, CrossFit, you can argue, is like the fittest people on earth, but in terms of like racing fitness, mm. it's... We had that conversation with Hunter, didn't we? Oh, Fergus um, as well. Hunter and Fergus about being 
Like what is defined <coughs> as the fittest man on as earth. the fittest mm. man on earth? Because I would say Hunter probably is. Well, they, I I wouldn't be far off that because I get CrossFit. But I'm he's so been to impressed. The games as well. He got invited. Did he compete? I think so. I don't know where he came. I don't know. I can't remember. Well, we did the we did a part. Did he compete? We spoke about it in the I, podcast. The only thing I'd say about the high rocks thing is like it's very much geared towards running. running. I'd say CrossFit is probably strength. more geared towards strength. So it's difficult yeah. to. We did athletics the other week. You did. That was good fun. Yeah, that's a bit yeah. more of a. So that was strength. So it was quite yeah. cool actually because there was people that were really strong and then people like me who were weaker overhead. Uh, and, and I can, <laughs> overhead. and I can, yeah, terrible. <laughs> and I can, but I can run. Like I did a squat that was decent and then I beat everyone on the run by yeah. like four minutes. Yeah. Which didn't make an absolute difference because it's points based on one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> so, Still fashion, yeah. But, but we came third overall, but then there was people that. So it was, it was quite a good sort of like even yeah, between. comparison of both people could compete because there was erg work, strength, Metcon, which was quite cool. So it was kind of like the in-between between. Yeah, the CrossFit. CrossFit and Rocks, yeah. With CrossFit, I think if you said to CrossFitters, go and run a marathon or go and run a 20K, they would find that a lot Some harder. Of them would, it depends on the athlete, doesn't it? Some of them like mm. a bit better. I, do, I just wonder how they've picked yeah, like I mean, the fittest I, on I, earth is CrossFit. I wipe the floor with most CrossFitters on a on a run. Yeah, but like overhead, they could probably do triple what I can yeah. do. So it's like so that's why I find hard a, yeah, to so judge. You, I don't think you can, but I think when there's a level like when they like when you get to like Hunter, who's like five minutes, six minutes ahead of most other people on his day, that's like a you have mm. kind of just have to sit back and go. Well done. <laughs> wow, yeah, like like I went out and trained with him in LA and it was like, yeah. Were you humbled? Not or really because we mostly there? ran. Ah. And running wise, I Was can... he humbled by no, the run? No, he, he, yeah, he'd still, he'd probably still, we did a like a race, like a mile race up this like mountain that was just like, um, and he absolutely wiped the floor with me, to be honest. Did he? Yeah. But that, that's good he's though. He's used that terrain yeah, probably exactly, as well. Yeah, yeah. Pure horsepower. Yeah. We spoke about before, you run with elite runners and yeah. you're trained with people who are stronger than you. How important do you think it is to put yourself in, in an environment where you're not the best? I think it's I think it's definitely a sacrifice. Like I think, obviously I train with runners and, and I have a great, like most of my friends in Birmingham are runners, but I think like I don't tend to train too much with other people when in like a high rocks gym environment. Like I, I know what workout I need to do. I know like what I need to hit in terms of like the running paces and things like that because like we, we go into quite a lot of detail with it but I think it's definitely like I wouldn't say lonely but it's not the social aspect like if I I wouldn't move to London because of the way that my training is right now mm. what do you think it would be compromised yeah because yeah. of like the social aspect yeah, people yeah. want to run for those social things and I'm obviously like I'd love to do that as well but I'm at a point now where I'm like I could be top five in the world within the next year and I think I will be putting a lot of pressure on myself probably but I think if I moved it would like a lot of social and running and having to do lots and lots of other things would just take away from like yeah. pure focus mm. so that's, it's definitely it, that's where it depends what your goal is isn't it yeah, just, massively, for, yeah. a lot, for a lot of people they'd, they'd benefit from that social but then when you're trying to be at the pinnacle and the the, the top of the iceberg mm. you've got to do that that's why you see people Matt Frazier Tierkler to me yeah. they're just in the gym on their own going through the shit in the dungeon in the pain yeah. cave over and that's and a over sacrifice it's the same with anything you like have to to be able at, to be at that level people that get to the top of their game CEO 
yeah. wherever. Like you know, <laughs> you're just out chilling with your with your people, just like working. There's you're no balance rough. at the top. Like mm. you're like there's so much behind the scenes that goes on to get to the top, and it's like I've kind of done the hard work, and I just need to get that next step up. Which, as you said, like twenty five to twenty nine category. It's so it's like, different. It's weird. I don't know why. I don't why, know why it's I don't so know different. why the times are so different. But hopefully I'm, I'm all right for the next few years. Yeah, anyway, you've if got you, like if you, four or five more but again, years. when you get to Elite 15, it doesn't matter what age you are, does it? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully I'm in at a right age though. So being 25, I've got another 10 years of yeah yeah training I, th- yeah. I think it's definitely beneficial go even if you're not training with someone at all times every now and again to kind of have a metric stick to prop up against something mm. else I, I, went, I, I, went yeah, with. I think the like the running wise i most of the boys that i run with are like everyone's like sub 17 5k minimum you know it's, it's interesting because harvard did a study on this in terms of one of the main contributors to people's success and it was the people that you surround yourself with by a huge margin and even the same mm-hmm. is with if you've got people around you are, I don't know, quote unquote, not as good or less than you in terms of the equivalent, yeah. then it's going to pull you back. Yeah. Especially like even today, how much we're doing a, a sim together, you're going to have to pull back yeah. on that sim. And if, if you trained with me all the time, you'd potentially constantly be doing that. That's what I mean. When, so, my, when my training is like, sometimes I just know I have to just, yeah, yeah. I'm just training on my own. Mm. I trained with Zach George last week. And I was just fucking humbled beyond yeah. belief because, but it's, I, I like that because then I'll come back to my own training block and be like, I need to yeah. train harder to be, and I don't need to be at that standard because this, that level is just above and beyond like what I need to really train to yeah. for, for oh, what I'm trying fitness, to achieve. Essentially the fittest man in the UK. Yeah, right? yeah. 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 But it's, it's good to kind of just prop your metric stick up sometimes. And again, to say we shouldn't compare is stupid. We're always going to compare to other people. It's what we do as yeah. social animals and beings. But it's good just sometimes to have those different feelers and put yourself yeah. out there and be yeah. outside the company. And I think as well, like when you put yourself in that environment, like when I first moved up to Birmingham, I was I was running kind of like I mean I could I could run well, but I wasn't. My training was just like I just go for a couple of k or mm. whatever. I then joined the club and saw everyone else's environment and their training and everyone's is always different, but you then take pieces of their knowledge and put them Mm -hmm. into your own and kind of weave that into your own system and see what works. And now I'm like, my mileage has doubled compared to where Mm -hmm. I was because I knew that I just wasn't hitting the mileage I needed to, to have that sort of endurance. And I get to train with the best people and you just level up. Yeah. And that's it. Like I, I love training on my own a lot of the time like I enjoy just going in like the garage and just doing like a high rocks thing by myself or if I if I have like a specific run it's usually because I've got a specific pace to hit so I love doing that but Mm. then I also do love the social element like we did a run club didn't we yeah with like 60 people yeah but that's obviously a very different pace than what I usually do so I do like the social element and like I go to hybrid a lot to do high rock sessions and they're they're all really good, and I love putting myself that in that environment. But then I love just yeah. I think the balance is back, so key, really key because it, it can get lonely. Social batteries as well. Like I I love going into London or going wherever or coming up here and and being like full on and being like let's have a wicked time. Mm-hmm. And then I go back, I chill with Paul and the dog, and I'm like yeah. in my little bubble which I like. And then I'm like, right, I'm ready to go again. Bosh. Yeah smash it like it's for me it's like the perfect balance at the moment and then also like training wise as you said like you need if you want to level up you need to have a level of sort of like sitting down with yourself and being like this is what i need to do this is where i'm going to have my social interactions whilst training and then 
kind of find your perfect balance. Like everyone's training is different. Mm -hmm. It's also for, for you, you've for a lot of years trained with guys, which I think is a benefit because yeah. the guys' hands are quicker, they're a bit stronger. Like it just it doesn't matter. We want to be PC or argue about shit. The men are faster and stronger than women. So you putting yourself in that environment to train with men all the time naturally just elevates how hard you have to train. Yeah, because I get to, um, I get angry. You need to get Meg or Lauren Weeks to come over and train. Oh my god! Meg's yeah, an absolute. Uh, she's the blonde one, yeah, isn't she? She's she's, she's really Jaco nice. Is it Jacoby? Yeah, yeah Meg Jacoby. <sighs> she ran her. a fifty. She ran she, a fifty-eight in the women's pro. Really? Yeah, yeah. she is. In so seen before. Yeah. They're elite 15, one and two. Uh, yeah, they like kind of. But they they're Meg, similar. Meg, they have like a name? garage Meg gym. Chicobi. They just like smash it out. I think Lauren's yeah. a mum as well. She was like a new mum. She gave. But to be fair, we were speaking about this and we were talking about how like in I don't know. I think it might have been Russia, but they used to like impregnate the woman and like then get them to like compete in the Olympics because they're like um, testosterone levels or whatever. But like that spiked. is mental. So like this was years ago. Oh my god! But it, well, I mean, it wouldn't surprise you, would it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really wouldn't surprise you. Yeah, that little but like, Hulk. so like when she competed at the World Champs, she was probably like <laughs> almost like she, probably like yeah, more than being like juiced up. Absolutely smashed it. But I do enjoy that. I love training with people who are levels faster, yeah. better than me because then I'm I like the chase. I like chasing someone else or someone else's time. So that yeah. So growing growing up as a swimmer, I train with guys. They were all well faster than me, but I'm like, oh, how much can I? Yeah, we're well, like me up? training with people faster than me running. Like we're going to run the, later, yeah. Jake. Yeah. You're going to have to really. <laughs> we're going to go on an easy aerobic jog. But yeah, the high rocks thing. It's when you're going to have might be humbled again, or oh, yeah, sure will be. Certain what, what is your split like at the moment in terms of your training? I do a lot of the running separate, it's just naturally because, as I said, it's kind of like it's just my routine. Yeah, yeah. Like Monday, just easy. 10k with the dog Tuesday maybe a plod in the morning just to, or just walk the dog and then Tuesday track session in the evening which will be about like 12 to 13k volume just with like 4k warm up track mm -hmm. session 4k warm down just home and back um, Wednesday the rest or if I feel okay just plod but that will also have like a high rocks kind of session in it um, Thursday track session again Friday rest or like a 10k tempo, Saturday rest or tempo, depending on whether I rested mm -hmm. on Friday, and then Sunday long run. What, what resistance and strength work? Uh, we're just about to do a new block, so I actually don't know, but normally like five days. Five, five, five days. days. Yeah, so I'll do so a you bit of double days at the moment. Compound, yeah, I do. Most days are double days, yeah. Yeah, you're hitting it hard, aren't you? Yeah, the volume like, has to be high. Yeah. Like yeah. You, ha you have to, as long as you can, as long as you can build up to that, like that's like now my kind of like base. base. Yeah. Like it will, like the next four weeks is going to be like, and I'll probably do like yoga and stuff in between and mm. mobility. Gee, and what are your yeah, longest runs? Uh, don't, I won't go more than half marathon. 20, I, I saw someone speaking about that for Hyrox saying that the, the Hyrox base fitness level is kind of based around the half marathon yeah, in terms of, depends, I, suppose that, I suppose that's how long it takes. Depends to, if you're to, more of a runner or not. Like my time, I'm getting better now, but my time running wise was way off my half marathon. Like my, my, my half marathon's like, well, what I tried to do the other week couple of weeks back was a 319 per kilometer which is a 72 silly behavior. no 70 um, <sighs> yeah and it's like my running was like four minutes when yeah, i was doing yeah. like, but now i'm bringing now it's down to like 340 so i'm trying to get down to 330 that is per 
But yeah, I think because of how long high rocks will take, it's about being right. Able, it's, yeah, being able it's, to like, run a half. If you're, if you're not like a runner and you have the strength, it's probably about your half marathon time. So yes. building up to. I mean, being able if, to run a if, half if you were going to do your own um, high rocks, I'd probably say like you have to be able to run for an hour minimum, yeah. like comfortable um, at like a decent pace. Yeah. And then all your compound lifts to a decent standard mm. and then you'll be okay. With high rocks for you, sorry, this is like a blowout question. What, what, so when obviously you've got the stations and then you've got the running, which is your hardest station into your run? I know what mine is. I think mine will shock I you. I think it's the sled pull because of my arms. But going into a run. It's weird, yeah. Like That's the, the, really the, the, my, odd. My lats and my back because I'm quite efficient hench. in my running. Yeah, and I'm hench. Oh, hench. Um, <laughs> It's, yeah, it's like when you're up, yeah, I think sled pull. But it's also my worst station and I just like, it's one yeah. of those where like my... Negative association yeah. to it. Do you know what mine is? Or heart farmers maybe. But the arms... That's that, really yeah, like strange. arms over. Yours must be lunges, no? Yes, lunges. Yeah. What the hell? As in I, I can run off tired legs. I think that helps because I run distances. Yeah. Like my legs have been in bad places before run runs. So I know in my head I can always run... <laughs> When I first came off, the first high rocks ever did, when I came off those lunges, I was like, my legs aren't working. It's almost like your knees don't bend. I did, nothing, like... <laughs> nothing was working. Like I couldn't, I found it really difficult. But for me, that's what I really practice. So that's one of the things with high rocks is it's not just obviously your functional fitness and you're running separate. It's the combo, yeah. It's the that's combo. The that's the biggest thing how for sure. You well, you feel... look at Joe Skipper, who's an Ironman like, yeah. legend. He ran a two-hour 30 marathon after his high-risk life in Swansea, which is like in Rosilli area, which is like just hills. Mm. He, I mean, he, I don't actually know what his time was, but he he didn't like win. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's yeah, obviously yeah. he's not got the strength-based work to potentially push the sled like others or well, his legs are strong, but farmers and skierg yeah. and things. So it's definitely like... It's humbling it if is you haven't way... done it, and you and and then and then people do it because my brother and sister did a pairs one oh, together that. in London when I was there. So I did it on the Saturday, broke the world record. If you didn't know, mm. um, and the just for, it was Br- actually for, uh, I say open. that it was a British record for the Open, and it was an Open time. I normally do the pro, but I've had a bad back it's and so I had an operation. It's okay, you got the world record. You don't need record. to. You don't need to know that. Um, <laughs> So yeah, they did it and they finished and they did it. I think they did like an hour and 12, which is like, it's like decent. Like mm. they're both quite fit. And they were like, you are just a, you are yeah. just a joke. Like what the it's, hell? So. It's but, unbelievable. Sure. But it is, it's very, it's very different than just going for a run or doing a lifting session because running on tired legs and it's running fast mm. on tired legs is a, is re, is a very a humbling experience. It really <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah, after that sled push and after those lunges. This is the thing I was going to ask you because I even think about it sometimes and a lot of people speak about it. Do you, are you redlining most sessions that you're doing? Mm. Probably getting into, yeah, probably. Not not track stuff. Like the track stuff I find quite quite comfortable, quite easy like I could probably push a bit harder on that but I think like when I do like a high rock session I'm probably working harder than I would in high rock. do you do like any back off just kind of slower engine builder sort of sessions or it, like high roxy based yeah. stuff sometimes like if I'm not feeling it like if yeah. I'm not feeling it so I'll you're just, going off base how your body feels kind of yeah. yeah like a lot of the time like if I'm not feeling it I'm not going to get a good session in I'm then going to compromise the next day yeah 
because you're working so hard, like if you're going into red that often, your immune system's suppressed anyway, mm. you're just going to get ill. Like you just have, you have to learn, like I'm learning a lot that sometimes less is more. Like obviously my workload, my load is high, mm-hmm. but like sometimes less is more. Like if you're not feeling it, just sit on the bike for two hours or an hour and just flush out the legs, get some zone two aerobic work in and then hit the session mm. hard on the next one. And that's what a lot of people struggle with. So it's nice to hear that sometimes because I think everyone thinks every day, I've got to show up, yeah. I've got to put my pedal, that, like my foot down the pedal yeah. as hard as possible, but I don't always feel like I can do it. So it's, uh, I think, yeah, it's very individualistic to people and what they feel. That's and what, and that's, also to females what, as well, because women go through periods of mental cycle where you can't put the pedal down every single yeah. day when you're going through the late luteal phase. There's other things that are coming into it. You don't have as high levels of testosterone. So it is, as a woman, knowing it's hard, it's hard what it's harder for us basically, guys. Do, your, your pain threshold a little bit lower. There's, there's just things that you More options to... Uh, why, why are you getting offended by that? I is just it, think I've you, got quite a good pain I'm threshold. I'm not saying you haven't, but we, we've, uh, we've we got... Fatigue we fatigue less. We have, yeah. We have <laughs> Vote test, for women, don't, don't we fatigue <laughs> less. <laughs> be quicker then. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, that, again, a perfect point in terms of like why doing a hit class isn't perfect every yeah. time. Because when you do a hit class, there's other people there. They're going to push you hard. You're going to you're gonna redline. Like mm. not every session needs to be that type of session. Yeah. So it is important like to back off mm-hmm. and do... But that's when that's when having a yeah. coach makes a massive difference. Yeah, you've got, you've got a structure because you're then he's like or she's like no, mm. like this is what we're doing, as opposed to you being like oh because I'm guilty. I'd like I'd yeah. redline every session. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah, I'm going, oh, yeah it's, I mean I with that with that pain thing though. What all I mean is that it's what testosterone does. I know I wasn't offended. Is it, it it allows you to endure more pain? It's like when I took steroids in the gym, I could just like endure so much training because yeah. that's what testosterone I, helps never, you do. I've never taken any drugs so the only thing i take is creatine and betraline i'd love to take something just <laughs> just just to see the difference so like, you don't yeah. have to lie because on the just, podcast just, you know, just, just tell to see truth. like where it would yeah if it would like take you to like another yeah. level i think it but i think the biggest would. thing is training isn't it like it, it would allow you to train to yeah, that's what i mean so it allows you it allows you to endure more pain allows you to endure more yeah. uh volume it allows you to not and depending really on what you're taking strength yeah 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 Tenfold, and you feel great off it do you know what I mean but it's just it's horrible coming off it because mm. then it's like any drug you have that huge high like, oh, and you get shit, used to it yeah. and it's like now I'm not Superman anymore yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. so you were also just bodybuilding yeah oh yeah so, so I wasn't yeah, doing all the endurance yeah, yeah. stuff you I was just, just doing like like even, if, like, even if I just like took some like EPO or something yeah I, I mean my knowledge of, of drug use is Same, terrible yeah. I'm not the best but like yeah it would be interesting to see like it's pointless though unless you're doing everything possible first. And yeah, then, like, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Just, like the one percent, people, isn't it? Because then people just do it and like, they're not getting them, not that I'm saying you should yeah, be getting like, the most out of it. Why are you doing it? Yeah, you should, <laughs> yeah. you need to nail everything Work else hard, first, yeah. yeah. But then it's like, yeah, it's, it is interesting because it's huge in running. Like, really? Oh, Doping? Massive. Like, is do- oh yeah, yeah, no, I knew that. I don't know why I sound like, surprised. Like big, like any elite marathon runner, huge suspicion. Really? How, yeah. how big do you think it is in High Rocks? I don't, I'm, I've not been, I've not been subject to it yet. Like I've not, anyone that I've spoken to has denied it or said. Oh, they, because everyone will, will do it. But I think it's one, I think it's, it's a difficult one because I think like, if you're going to take it, I think fucking own it. Like just, yeah. just be like, yeah, I take it because it's not illegal yet in High Rocks. Like it hasn't been. So it's like, if you're going to be on it, just be like, yeah, what I take, whatever I take. But I think when there's money involved and it becomes kind of like yeah. a, and, you, and you're benefiting off it. Like if you're building a social media mm-hmm. profile off being a, this elite athlete, but you're taking, 
Why would you not? Yeah, it's it's just it doesn't it doesn't sit that right with me. But. Yeah, but th- that's the that's the thing of like why would you not for a lot of people because it's it, enhancing their careers for yeah. not much sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so it's like what, when what, that incentive is there, it's like yeah, why yeah. why would I not start taking it? Obviously, there's other things that like health and things like that. But it's like, do you think? Well, how is that? Uh, a lot of CrossFitters on it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Look at the and size of their abs. <laughs> so that, There's ways that, to get around it though. Yeah. I just think it's... It's like all off-season and stuff. Like running-wise, it's like you just stop, you just take and then your training stimulus is so high, your mm. recovery is better, you can then train and run the next day like as if you hadn't trained. And then that's what makes you better, isn't it? Your training. Yeah. And then when it comes to racing, you wean off it and... Mm. Together. But the thing you're saying, you, you you think it's cheating and you wouldn't do it. But if you're at that level where I could be at the top of the CrossFit Games and everybody else is already doing it, you're a disadvantage by going. I'm going to be the fair one. Yeah. That makes sense. But then also think like <laughs> think about think it. about um, <laughs> the poorer countries like like Ethiopia for yeah. for example. If you can be that one percent that gets out and has a night contract or something, then you can support your family. Yeah, why that's... You, like as you said, why would you not? Yeah, like and it's so easily accessible yeah. in. That out there where it's less regulated it's fairly cheap it's, as well yeah we were speaking about this the other day do you think it'll ever come in to higher rocks testing they've, because they've said it will next really? year really it's, it's, so it's super expensive, expensive mate it's really so expensive. expensive there's no way they're gonna and that's the only and, did like the elite 15 or the yeah. only did uh, or the only tested people who podiumed I don't know what the, yeah. the way they're they doing can't it. do it for gen pop like, no. that's fucking ridiculous no, like, that's... they can only do it when there's monetary value involved yeah. and the elite 15 is churning out so quickly anyway the only person they're probably going to test is Hunter yeah yeah, Hunter and, and Ronkovic and, the, and Meg and, yeah. and Lauren. They might do me as well because they think fucking he's yeah, just so good. So jacked. Yeah. And me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be included. Drug test <laughs> me. Drug test me. I'm Take clean. my wee. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it is very expensive, which is, but then it's, it's very, you don't know if they're going to do it. You just, you don't know. No, they've said that. But they, yeah. Uh, We'll that I mean that just shows the it's one such thing. A new sport though, isn't it? It's so new, and that's the one thing I do like about Hyrox. I think it's really inclusive, and it's almost like when you start introducing like drug testing, it becomes very serious. It yeah. automatically that's becomes the thing. very like, serious. They're trying to make it like inclusive. Hence why they didn't. Yeah, because mm. you're too fast. <laughs> but because uh, yeah, because they want it to be like inclusive. Everyone, but I think there can be elements of like having people that you can yeah. look up to. Too. But it's like running. Running, I think, is a really great inclusive sport. Yeah, but you have. But the I'm, best not, in looking the world. Yeah, thinking, I'm not looking at Kipchoge thinking you and me. Yeah. Like, like it's yeah. it's a di- it's a difference. I think, I think that's all. I think it'd be good to just give everyone steroids now. Everyone be spinning yeah. around looking like they, they, there was, there was the rumors about like a drug Olympics or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was the hop skip and then where the fuck did he go? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be cool, though, it? but then I guess they're all on it anyway, so they wouldn't make yeah. much yeah. difference yeah, to time. Exactly. That's what'd be funny because nothing had changed. Yeah, it would be exactly the same. Yeah, I would be interested. Any questions you want to go over? Oh, uh, we'll just get the sparkly noise, Carl. We'll just have to finish on like two questions because look at the time. Here we go, viewers. And we, um, yeah, we do. Okay. That is disgusting. Do you know what? We're going to get a one star review. We're going to, if you get a one star review, it wasn't me, it was Jake. Oh, (laughs) rotten. Is it true that smaller athletes tend to be better at performance and have less injuries? Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I have no idea. No, I don't. Is it true that small athletes have to better before? No, I don't I think, think, I think so. One of the things, size of you and the size of Hunter. Yeah, but, but, what, with the injury thing, if you are heavier, you are putting more stress on the joints. So it doesn't mean you're going to have more injuries, but there's a... Ha- there's a is it's that, just high rocks then. Yeah. Probably, probably you're not going to... If you're small, like, I think the ideal weight is what, like, most of the Elite 15 are, yeah, yeah. if you look at them, like, in terms of men in particular at the moment, because mm-hmm. that's where I'm sitting. Like, I'm 87 kilos. Hunter at the moment's like, 92. Ronkovic, I assume, is probably the same as me, like, 87, 88. Like, that's probably, like, your peak where you want to be mm. um, for, like, men high rocks, but you also need to run at that yeah. weight. Yeah. Which is a tough ask. We can't answer your question. There we go. Sorry, yeah. We don't know. We don't know. There's, gonna, there's always going to be a high risk of injury because you're carrying more load. If it's yeah. for running, especially, it's, it's high fatigability. So. In, yeah, injury-wise. Mm. Yeah. If you're smaller, yeah. How long would you estimate to train for a high rocks race if you want to be competitive? If you have a base of fitness already. Oh, depends how... I mean, podium... Yeah, we'll Probably say we'll take competitive as, as you want to do really well. It, it completely depends on your like if you have no base at all. I'm saying four years. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm not, just fucking forget no it, cap. mate. Like, just suck it I'm off. Not and do something like, else. I'm serious. If like, you want to be competitive because the comp- competition now is so high, and just like building up to like running an 8k in 28 minutes, like yeah. that takes years. Yeah. Like I've ran since I was like eight. Like. Yeah. Uh, Decent level. Most yeah. of our audience will do a bit of training. So, so yeah, if yeah. you've trained, if you have a decent base, if you can run a 10K in, say, 40 minutes or 45 minutes, I would say eight to 16 weeks, a bit like a marathon. Yeah. But again, it like high rocks, it all depends on, if you fly over to Stockholm, you might get on the podium if you mm. run like slowly. But it in the, U- in the UK, are. like the events are sold out. So you're going to struggle and, and everyone wants to be there. So it's going to get harder yeah. and harder to capture the flag as but, we call it yeah. you... that's that's interesting because I think in the first few years people were just joining the events based on the all the other fitness level whereas now people are actually doing 8 to 16 week blocks training for specifically specific pilots, pilots, yeah. yeah for sure well the first one me and Meg did we podiumed we've never done it that's what I mean yeah but you've got like your we have a complete a base level in a sense yeah. like doing the easy one yeah there was no, no one turned up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was it was actually it was actually Birmingham may I just throw in the mix um Okay, this is actually not associated to High Rocks, but it's an interesting question. If he spent the next 16 weeks focused only on running, what time could he run for a marathon? Uh, two hours 35. Specific? I think. Yeah, I think you could for sure. What did Nick Bear just run? 239. That's incredible for that size. That is... How heavy is he? How heavy is Nick Bear? Heavy. What's his name? Nick, Nick, Nick Bear. Bear. Nick Bear, <laughs> Straight on Google. He's a, he's a big guy, though. Yeah, it's heavy. I would drop weight though if I was to train I think for 16 you weeks. For that. Like, I would drop to like 82 kilos. Yeah. Would you find that hard to drop that weight, do you think? 
Not really. You drop down quite easily. I don't drop. To be honest, mate, I've been I've been like eighty seven kilos since I was like since you're born nineteen. You came with a womb at eighty seven kilos, ready for high rock, ready for high rocks. Only born a couple of years, but no, yeah. That's why Jake. If you've not heard Jake before, he's 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 just been born. So yeah, since I was like twenty, I think I've been. So for the last five six years, I've been about eighty seven kilos. I'm the same. My weight only fluctuates if I do extreme things like base camp. I lost hundred. Okay, <laughs> lost, but always drop four kilos. But then I can build it up in like a couple yeah, of weeks. Like I, my, I, if I've so I dropped for that half marathon block that I tried to get seventy minutes, and I think I went down to like eighty three. Oh wow! And then literally within like a week, I was like, I got back on the scales and was like, oh. yeah, eighty seven. <laughs> yeah, that happened quick. I'm just gonna ask one more. Go. And it's quite a good question. How many simulations would you recommend doing before a competition and how often? So a simulation, guys, is what a we're basically full, doing, say like a full, full run through. Ooh, I can't if, you're, if you're pairs, the, vol- the, the workload is way less. So I, I would probably do two or three maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to take it really seriously, I'd do one like, like five days, four days before and then like taper off and do like a bit of light work, but completely taper off so you're like really fresh going into it if you're doing a like on your own you don't need to do as i said you're like you're not going to go and just like sim out every time because you're not going to get better so you want to go through some stations faster you want to do some like purely erg work or purely sled push work into running and just get really good at running off the sleds for example so i I mean i rarely would do a full sim well you never run a full marathon before you do a marathon no not really no, you go to what, like, 30 so you're, I mean, if you're, Yeah, it depends. Like, if you're a pro marathon runner, you're going to be running marathons. For, yeah, yeah. For, for fun. But if you're, like, building up, you... Yeah, I'm, I'm probably one. Yeah. I would do I would do one, just so you get a real feel for, like, how long it's going to be. Say you're going to be, like, an hour and 20 minutes, you're probably going to need some fuel at some point. Your glycogen stores are just going to be empty. Mm. So you're going to then need to get used to fueling, and it's going to be quite worthwhile training for that hour and 20 minutes. and getting used to taking on some level of carbohydrates or like a gel quick, yeah some little jelly we'll take us today we're, we're going to be doing what 8k we're going to be doing 8.7 yeah. roughly where is the po- oh the, the rock but zone. we don't have the rock zone we're just today. running circles and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just turn around we just have to go like up and back we're going to have a 500 meter ski and row uh, probably split the wall balls yeah 50-50 Farmers carry, baby broad jumps, lunges. Farmers carry the only thing you I'll be able to beat you on. You can do the farm. My forearms are absolutely... Well, me and Meg need to practice changeovers quite well because what's really like with doubles, when you're doing it, you see some people who pass each other the ski erg, but then you're told you, you get disqualified. Anymore, yeah. You won't get and disqualified. Then, just... Not disqualified, you get like a time yeah. penalty. So me and Meg practice by letting go and then, but then you see some people on next because I'm thinking... D- d- yeah. points yeah. <laughs> Read the rules, Or like yeah. lunges where they like throw then, it on yeah, their bags. You just, just, I mean, you just do... Just keep, just yeah, stand, you just do just not want a penalty. Well, just standard. Like you, yeah. you don't che- like don't cheat. Don't cheat. Effectively. Yeah, don't um, get yourself but like, a penalty. If you can get away with little things, then like you'll Jake, get, don't cheat. Don't, but if you no, can, like, <laughs> I mean, like burpees and things. Like there's such a yeah. because of, because the grey area is so grey. Do what you do what your you technique. Do. Yeah, and if someone pulls yeah. you up, then you just correct it. Yeah. yeah, people do that in every sport, though. You got to try and push the boundaries a little bit. Exactly. Well, we had that with our walking lunges, like our knee wasn't hitting the back floor and we didn't know that was a thing on the first time we did it. Yeah, and then like one of the judges was like, <laughs> your knee needs to touch the floor. So we had to change like as we were doing it because we were told by a judge. Mm. But um, 
yeah, that is... Well, I mean, we could probably speak forever, but we are going to go to a high rock yeah. sim. Yeah. Um, I'm not too sure how, about, how, how I feel about it, to be honest. You've got this. Maybe It'll be nervous. fun. We'll put music on and just yeah. vibe. It's going to be like an hour work, although, isn't it? It's basically? only an hour. Oh, it won't be an hour for me, man. Yeah, you will. Will it? An hour? Aaron, that's what, Aaron four, I reckon. We, so that's our, at Worlds with Pro Weights, we did 66, but the first time we did it, we did 64, but we want 60 in Manchester. Yeah. Ew. That's a good guess though, 64. That was a good yeah. guess. But where can people find more of you? Uh, I'm probably most active on Instagram. Uh, Jake Williamson. If you type in Jake Williamson, there is a PT at the end, but hopefully it should come up. Um, and I'll be tagged on, on some of the stuff on these posts and things mm-hmm. oh yeah you'll be tagged on everything you just find me everywhere I'm just, find me yeah. everywhere. Type, in, just type in J <laughs> just, yeah just type in J and I'll come up no yeah uh, so Instagram's my most active that's where I sort of get people to ask questions and try and be as engaging as possible and have sort of like a nice little community that, that get involved and, and hopefully in the, the next year we'll be doing some some cool in-person stuff as well sick amazing Thank you so much, guys, for yeah. listening or watching or wherever you are. Make sure you leave a review. You can give, still give us a five-star, even though Jake slurped on um, the microphone. <laughs> we we don't have that on the Not So Fit podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and found it really ha- helpful. Make sure you tag us in socials, everything like that. And Jake, again, thank you so much.